What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. I had on the program defending reigning collegiate national champion in the 57-kilo weight class, Celine Crum, and we had a disagreement that we hashed out and solved on Two White Lights. Well, I don't know solved. I think we both still have our disagreements, but I knew with the last episode regarding the weight classes, um, I was going to upset a few um, and also get into a lot of arguments with people. And Celine was kind enough to come on the show and give her take on it because she is one of the females who was affected by the weight class change. She is in the 63 kilo weight class, formerly 57, and it kind of puts 63 kilo women in a weird position. So she gave her thoughts on it. And I always think that's good to just have someone on the opposing viewpoint come on the show and actually discuss it. So we went to a nice back and forth there. Um, I, I I still have my opinions. She still has her opinions. But also we get into her as just a lifter because she is a really, really, really good lifter. Uh, one of the best female lifters in the world right now and continuously rising young lifter who is making a lot of progress in the sport. And we talk about that. We talk about her performance at Collegiate Nationals. We talk about that leading to Carolina Primetime, which I apparently just – waited like almost an entire year to get the people from Carolina primetime on two white lights. But here we are. Um, we, we had Petrie last week's link from this week and, uh, she also gave a lifter rating. So fantastic. I also thank her for coming on the show and arguing with me. It's not an easy thing to do to come on a podcast and just, you know, uh, have a viewpoint that might not be shared with a bunch of people. Um, but she did it, and I'm very happy that she did. I'm very happy she's on the show. But before we get into this episode, I want to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leflarbros.com, follow them on Instagram, and get the best apparel in powerlifting. I am currently wearing their socks. Their socks are probably the best deadlifting socks in powerlifting because they're unique. But also, they have so many other good t-shirt designs. They even got joggers. They got hats. They got everything. At Leflar Bros. I can't wear a different Leflar Bros shirt every single day of the week, and I'll look fantastic. My girlfriend can't keep her hands off me when I'm wearing Leflar Bros merchandise. I'm not exaggerating by that, by the way. The joggers were just like, chef's kiss amazing. So use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money on Leflar Bros merchandise. You can wear it on the platform. You can wear it in the gym. You can wear it outside the gym. LeflarBros.com. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. Also... They have two white lights merchandise on LeFloorBros.com too. So the best powerlifting website and apparel company is even better because they have the best powerlifting podcast merchandise on LeFloorBros.com too. Even if you go to twowhitelights.com, hit that shop link, you will go directly to Bros. And we have a lot of merchandise ourselves designed by the one and only CB Leffler too. So if you love Bros merchandise, two white lights merchandise is pretty much the same thing because the designs are fantastic. And we got multiple designs too. So make sure to check those out. Use the same promo code, fill your shopping cart up with Leflar Bros and Two White Lights merch, and save yourself some money by using that discount code 2WL15. Also, make sure you're going on lift.net and get yourself some stoic gear. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It's the only thing I wear, and also, it's affordable too. It's the most affordable powerlifting equipment on the market. Use promo code Angelo10. And it will be more affordable for you. Stoic Gear has the best singlets, wrist wraps, knee sleeves. I absolutely love them. The team is growing as well. It is growing in powerlifting. It's IPF approved. It's got everything you want. Also, it's affordable. You're not just paying for a logo. You're paying for the quality. Use promo code ANGELO10 to get yourself some Stoic Gear. Also, get some Notorious Lift No Slip Grip Slippers. Go on their website, 
follow them on Instagram, sign up for the newsletter, and get yourself some slippers. They are the best deadlift slippers for two reasons. One, performance. Two, looks. You want to look good while you're deadlifting good. It's just a shame if you have like a 700-pound deadlift and you don't look fantastic doing it. Notorious Lift slippers will get you there. They have so many different colorways, so many different designs that you're going to look fantastic on the platform in the gym. Also, use promo code ANG15 to save yourself some money. They have a discount code now, ANG15, that's A-N-G-15, to save yourself some money. You do not want to miss out on these drops because they have so many different drops. They sell out so, so, so quick. And Black Friday is coming up. They're having their best sellers. So be sure on Black Friday when you're listening to this, on Black Friday, promo code ANG15 on Notorious Lift to get some of those best sellers. Also, make sure you're subscribing on Spotify. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Five-star rating. Leave a review as well. I thank you for everyone who's left a review. It's It really means a lot, and I enjoy seeing what people have to say about Two White Lights. Also, subscribe on twowhitelights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. And as promised, I got with me defending. Collegiate national champion in the 63 kilo weight class, Celine Crum. But I don't know. I guess that uh, weight class is to be announced at this point, right? Yeah, I was 57. Now I'm 63 for a few months, and then I'll be 67 and a half, I guess. All right, oh, all right. So we get a dec- we have a, we have a declaration of your weight class now, huh? We, are we starting off this episode with breaking news? Because that's that's always wanted on two white lights. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm tired of cutting, you know, and I moved up to 63 so that I wouldn't have to cut, and I weigh, like, almost exactly 63 right now. Okay. So if I have to cut three kilos, then I'll just be uh, doing the same thing I was doing at the 57, which... I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, I mean, so I, people have seen, and actually your story was sent to me many, many a times, um, which is actually a good thing on Two White Lights when people are sending stories about people who disagreed with something that was said on Two White Lights. But the USAPL recently just count, uh, announced a change to the original weight classes. And as we stated on the show, someone is going to get upset when you change weight classes, and right now it's, I think, 63 kilo women and 93 kilo men. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so then, so I have you on the show for two reasons. One, to talk about this, and two, because you're a phenomenal lifter, and we have phenomenal lifters on Two White Lights, and people want to hear from phenomenal lifters, but... I need to hear the other viewpoints before, like, I really have a solidified opinion on something. So, 63 kilo women, including yourself, what exactly is the big issue that you're going through with the change that the USAPL just made? So, this all started, like, at first when they announced the weight classes, 
I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I'm, I mean, I consider myself a good lifter and I think I do great in like any weight class that I choose Mm -hmm. really um, given enough time. So uh, then I listened to your podcast (laughs) and you guys like broke it down and um, it was something you said was, seven and a half kilos isn't that much mm-hmm. <laughs> for a female, which I don't agree with. That's a lot of weight. And that's the difference between like you do the 60 kilogram weight class or the 67 and a half weight class. Mm-hmm. And like, it used to just be like, I think like six kilos, like from 63 to 69 and then uh, 57 to 63. That's like, mm-hmm uh six also so um so I just I don't understand how it's better than it used to be like and maybe it's not better like maybe um we're just doing it because we want to be different from the IPF or maybe we're just doing it to uh like be the same as the other uh powerlifting federations right now or maybe we're just doing it because those were the original weight classes and you know it's easy to change back to something that that we used to do Mm -hmm. but I don't think that necessarily means that it's better you know (laughs) yeah because you know what I what I posted on my um story was like the distribution um like the change between each weight class like percent wise and it used to be like in the women's class, there was like a 10% increase around from class to class. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I'd have to look at it. I'd have to pull it up. But um, so yeah, from like 47 to 52, it was like 10% and then 52 to 57 was around 10. It was all around 10, mm-hmm. a 10% increase. And now it's like jumping all over the place. You've got like, you got a 7% increase from 56 to 60 kilos, and then a 12.5% increase from 60 to 67.5 kilos. So Mm -hmm. I just, I can't understand how this is better than it used to be, at least, you know, for my weight class. Yeah. Well, from your weight class, it's not better. Like, that's the thing. Certain Mm -hmm. weight classes got benefited, and certain weight classes didn't. And 63 kilo women and 93 kilo men got it the worst because it's going to upset someone, uh, especially when you like had something solidified for a few years, not a while. Um, the, like like stated before, it was the original weight classes. I think it's better because powerlifters within the federation are in favor of it, and more powerlifters in the federation are in favor of it. So to me, it's better. Like. I can't if say if it was the eighty three who got shafted, the eighty three kilo men got shafted. It'll be like this sucks for me as a lifter, but you know I can't really argue against the population of lifters saying this is better for our sport and our federation by going to the original weight classes. Like that's when I throw my hands up and it's like I, it's better in the sense because everyone in the federation is happy and minus two weight classes, and it's it, you you have to make your decisions based off the majority of lifters or the overwhelming majority of lifters too because if it was like 
60% of lifters are okay with it. I'd be like, eh, maybe you shouldn't yeah. do that. Like, but we have a, su- I think we have a super majority. Every poll I've seen, everything that I've d- gathered on two white lights, people are relatively happy about it, and it seems to be a super majority. So that's where I think it's 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 better. Okay, have you done a poll on two white lights? Yeah, I hate okay. I hate Instagram polls because what it showed was like eighty. 80%, 80% of people were in favor of it, but it's like, it's an Instagram poll on a podcast, like a podcasting uh, Instagram page. So like, one, <laughs> people who listen to Two White Lights already kind of harbor our beliefs, and they're in favor of a lot of things that we say, who listen to the show regularly, and and then two, it's just such a small sample size, but from what I've seen, I think even Pete Spence, SBD, posted it today. Um, he had a, uh, I would have to check the polls again. It seemed to be pretty in favor. And I mean, just on comments alone from lifters, like that's one thing that I, that I do actually take into account is just the amount of lifters who are in favor of new weight classes. And it seemed to be actually more, um, heavyweight female lifters where they actually have an ability to go into the Federation now. And I think it's a good business move. That's why I said it was better because I think it's a good business move from the USAPL getting people on. But whenever you make these decisions, of course, if you're within the weight class against Shafter, you can be like, "Well, this fucking sucks." I, like I like this. This completely changes the way I compete. So, but like, I just wonder why we didn't take the IPF classes and expand those upward. You know, like I think it's a really good thing that we created heavier weight classes, like to do that I, mm-hmm. I really think we did but I don't know why we had to like like it seems to favor the lightweights and the heavyweights but those in the middle are like kind of screwed yeah so, I, I, have, I have heard that yeah I have heard that argument actually and that, that one actually now of all the arguments that I've heard that one actually makes sense to me where if you're going to do this just throw in the 69 kilo weight class or something or throw in the 63 kilo weight class. Like just do that. So you don't create that bottleneck. Like I've heard that before from, um, from, you know, a lot of lifters and that, that to me makes sense. I just think they didn't want to dilute the, the, or dilute it too much where then it's like, okay, USAPL is still different from all the federations. Like, um, I think, uh, I think me, you and I talked, it was the, the conversation of like not having sympathy, for the lifter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I will only have sympathy for the lifter if someone is getting a, a, a known clear advantage over another lifter. Right now, I don't see there being one lifter benefiting f- or from this new weight class. I don't see them really benefiting over the other to a point where it's diluting the competition. Yeah, I mean... It's probably going to take me, like, a few years to fill out, like, my weight, my new weight class, but I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. But, but, do you, but do you need to? Do you really need to fill out, like, because this is the, I'm having this with guys, too, because this is, this is just, now, this is now, uh, lifters talking. Yeah. I, because oh, everyone who's talking, like, switching weight classes, they're like, well, you know, if I was going to move up a weight class, I have to be, like, 210. So I can cut down to 205, and I'm just like, wait, do you need to be 210? Can't you just be 205? Can't you just be 204? Can't you be 208? Like, has people tried? Like, uh, that this is an opinion from someone who's never had to cut. Yeah, exactly. He's always 
But I, I don't, th- I don't feel that like I'm, I'm special in any sense. Like I don't think right. I'm. Like I think people are good enough at the sport where they don't need to cut. They could just they, they cut and then their lifts don't translate from the gym onto the platform. So I don't know why yeah. they just don't like weigh the weights and just put the numbers that they put in the gym on the platform and be a really good lifter. Like I, I, think- I don't know. I this is. This is going to be a good conversation, I feel like. But continue. Yeah. Cutting, it's like high risk, high reward. Mm -hmm. Like, I was a big cutter. I've never done a meet where I haven't cut, like water cut. And most of the time, it worked out in my favor. Um, I only had one meet, like the last one I did, Carolina Primetime. That's the one where I just cut too much and, you know, I knew it was time that for me to move up a weight class. But yeah. um, the reward, I think, is worth it. Like, uh, you gain quite a few uh, points, like IPF points or whatever we're using now. And, um, well, we're, we're back at dots. We're at January yeah, 1st. Dots. We're back at dots. <laughs> or not back I, to I, dots. I, it's a new one. We're doing dots now. I'm going to have to familiarize familiarize myself with dots because i've never were you familiar were you familiar with wilkes uh yeah okay so it's almost the same thing like the numbers align themselves now i'm not going to go into the statistical thing because i have no idea what's happening with all those things but the numbers though are back to like 500 dots fantastic you're an amazing lifter where Mm -hmm. now we have to we had to re-trigger our brains to the hundred weight like range like 100 to like 125 being the highest. Yeah, I had just gotten used to that one, and you know, now we're changing it, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought, though. But you were talking about cutting and uh, it, it being high yeah. high reward. Yeah, um, so I think there's definitely a benefit to sitting a few like kilos above your weight class. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean... That's quite a bit of muscle if, you know, if you turn that into muscle. So, like, I don't have much fat on me, so I'm mostly muscle. So, it was, it was quite a difference. Um, But, you know. Yeah. No, I get, no, I, I, I understand that part. But I, I mean, really, when you look at the national champions, that's what you see. You see bigger people cut down and they are, and they have a bigger total than the rest. And And there's a reason everyone does it. It's. Mm. Yeah, there's there's an, there's an advantage that goes along to it, but I don't know. Like, I think though people are afraid to just try the thing of trying to get stronger within your weight class and slowly gain weight. Like that's what that's the point I'm trying to make is like I I wasn't just, when I started powerlifting I wasn't just 180 pounds and then I was 180 pounds for six years. Like I was 172 pounds and then I got up to 185 pounds ish. And I liked it was it was in a really intentional thing. I just slowly gained weight. I think powerlifters are afraid to do that, and I understand why they're afraid. But I actually think the reward is better because you have longevity in the sport as opposed to maybe two or three years really good at a weight class, and then you have a really hard time making weight. I think people took that approach, which now they kind of like given the opportunity. To have that approach, like here it is, like you have this, you have this chance to actually do it. They're still a little hesitant because the norm is to sit above your weight class and cut down to it, 
And I still think many powerlifters can benefit from just not doing that by cutting, I mean, cutting one pound or two pounds, which is very easy. I mean, I think you could attest to one or two pounds like the day before a meet being easy. Granted, it's not a, you're coming from 10 pounds weight cutting. It's just, that's all you have to do. I think, like, I, I like, I think we will have better performances lifters staying in the weight classes longer. And I, I just think there's something to be said about that. And I'm, I'm actually in the minority here like I, on that viewpoint, because I don't think I convince a whole lot of power lifters to do that. And I, that's just my take, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what I've accepted. I'll be doing. So I guess it'll be a little experiment. I'll, I'm going to have to slowly fill out this new weight class. Mm-hmm from 63 and you know I don't we'll see how long it takes me to get to the top yeah um so I'm excited though yeah I'm I'm curious to see just how it affects 63 kilo lifters too because like I said earlier which I could be ignorant that's why like I have you on to tell me if I'm wrong about something because I'm not a 63 kilo female lifter to know this but what I'm thinking is I our, I think everyone kind of has to do it. They have to make a decision between 60 and 67 and a half. So if everyone or most people have to do it, like, I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to be at a high advantage or disadvantage. I mean, the people who already sit above 63, they, it probably won't be too difficult to, uh, you know, just gain a few pounds up to 67 and a half. But mm-hmm. someone who sits at 63 is definitely um, having to make the harder choice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I personally, I'll be fine. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, how other 63s are going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, 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 think, I, think I, just, a, I think a few competitions have to happen. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. I I'm glad that we're being aggressive. USA powerlifting is like being aggressive and changing things like soon cuz I don't, you know. I I think it's good. But I I've, I've got another argument I'd like to make. <laughs> uh, this is this so, is the podcast to make arguments on. Okay. <laughs> so, USA powerlifting you mentioned um, they're, they're trying to be like the other federations with the weight classes. I don't know if they're trying know, to do that. So That's my, yeah, I don't know okay. if they're really trying to do that. I just know that, the, I, I just know that Larry is a fan of the original weight classes. I'm not, I don't think he's like, we want to emulate the USPA. I mean, hell, like they created their business model on not emulating the other federations. That's, that's what I was about to say. Like, we already do everything differently. Like, we have mm-hmm. two-hour weigh-ins, and we don't use specialty bars, and, like, everything we do is already different. So yeah. it wouldn't be too much of a surprise to me if our weight classes were also different. But, you know, that's just... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for... Uh, yeah, that, that, No, that's a very good point, because I'm all for just, like, adding in a, a weight class. Just, like, boom, here's a, here's a 63-kilo women's weight class. Like, and I actually, I think that'll even it out between the two, because I think right now there's more male weight classes and female weight classes. So right. I, I think if you just uh, add that one in there, it's like, well, you even it out. And also you make a another portion of powerlifters happy 
and there's a three kilo difference between 60 and 63, I mean, I might get someone DMing me after this episode airs and I'm an idiot. The, 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 that's just too many weight classes, but that's just me going off the top of my head. And I, you could do that. And also, I like the idea of people kind of jumping between feds too. Like USPA can do USAPL meets, USAPL can do USPA meets without any sort of effect on their weight. So I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't mind there being a difference with weight classes. I, I I think the the possibility of people switching between weight classes is good for business too. I actually think, or federations, I think people from the USPA will do USAPL meets and they can do that, and you will have powerlifting still continuously happening, where you don't have to face mm-hmm. either a suspension or like just really take. Take your weight and uh, like affect it too much. I I do like that aspect of it. Um, yeah. But actually, because I always find hindsight being a very funny thing, uh, especially with powerlifters. I I often make fun of powerlift, powerlifters for not having the ability to be farsighted. They're all very nearsighted. If this was proposed, if these weight classes were proposed to you, like right after Raw Nationals, would the sixty kilo weight class be like? a weight class, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. This weight class is going to be good for me. Because you were 57 before. So what happens if, like, history was just a little bit different? They announced it right after Collegiate Nationals, which, by the way, I thought we were going to leave the IPF, like, right after Collegiate Nationals, just based on the drug testing part. So I thought that was going to happen, actually. So, like, how, how would you have responded if the weight class change happened earlier? I probably would have just gone to the 60, I guess. I mean, are you proposing that they actually changed it, like, during the summer? Or said they announced they were going to change it? Yeah. Oh, no, they said they're changing it, like, yeah. So that's – or they're going to change it. Like, 2020 – 2022, they were going to change it to 60 kilos. Would that have been, like, an an option for you to to really jump on board and say 60 kilos – it's three kilos above fifty-seven, which I've been competing at. I'll probably be a better lifter in that uh, in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I think I probably would have stayed at sixty at least for a short bit. I'm not sure though because I gained like that weight pretty quickly. Like mm-hmm. I needed to gain it, so it just you know it was easy to gain, and so. Okay. I I don't know. I the, uh, I will say the one good thing about like the weight classes changing is that maybe people will be less focused on their weight like and more focused on their lifting at least for a short period of time because I just, you know, I think people focus way too much on the cutting aspect and and I was one of those people, and it really, you know, it really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, did it? Last well, your your last meet, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about shortly. But you're a person who's an elite level lifter. You're a you're a collegiate national champion. You have numbers who that if you look at them are top five, like they're top five numbers or within the top five. So you're an elite level lifter. I, I don't know. I think we've actually created a stance, or at least on my part, on two white lives, where we're really anti weight cut. Like if you weight cut too much, like I don't, I don't find myself on the agreeing end a lot. But also, yeah. it becomes worse when you're not elite. Where I'm like, what are you even doing cutting weight if you're not getting yourself into a position 
to win something. I mean, qualifying qualifying numbers for USAPL Nationals, that's that's like I think the first goal. So mm-hmm. that's uh, cutting is fine, but if you have to make an 8-pound weight cut to qualify for Nationals, maybe you should work on just qualifying for the weight up because you want to be a better powerlifter as opposed to a better weight cutter slash powerlifter. Like that's that's I think the stance I've always and that, like I think there was the um, the issue for me reading through the two white lies comments and seeing other lifters. It's like you guys should not be worried about a weight cut. You should be worried about the powerlifting part. The powerlifting part is just something you should focus on. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a little different in that stance because when I started powerlifting like three years ago, I knew I wanted to lift in the 57 class. And mm-hmm. even though I've always been like it over it I've always known that that was the class I could be competitive in and that's the class I wanted to lift in and so even from the beginning when I was not very strong I still had my eyes set on you know being competitive in that class and so maybe maybe some of these lifters are thinking the same thing and you know now their plans have been shifted a little bit so yeah you know I also see it with the young, a lot of with the young lifters right now. If I go through two white lights comments again, like a lot of them are in that younger age range where yeah. the identity of being in a weight class is important to them. And they really yeah. think like, because I mean, that's, that's how, that's how people within that age range think. They don't really think that far into the future. They think into the now where I think if they kind of got out of that way of thinking, like, it'll benefit them in the long run. Like the, especially with weight, I think it'll benefit their performance as well if they just come to terms that maybe they're cutting a little too much. And also, it's not sustainable. That's a, that's another thing where I, I see like a lot of junior and teen lifters. I'm like, you guys are going to gain weight. It's just going to happen. Like, you are, you, when you get older, you gain weight. If you guys don't think that, now you know. And mm-hmm. uh, if you, and especially if you are a fit, competitor if you are a person who is really solidified in powerlifting you're just gonna naturally gain weight and you're gonna you are gonna look fantastic it's gonna be a lot of muscle you're lifting weights after all but male and female when you hit my age or mid-20s you're gonna naturally put on weight and then you're not going to be able to make the weight cut anymore so most people actually do graduate from another weight class and it's hard for them to come to reality with that because they just think that they just think of the numbers and be like, I'm not competitive at the weight class above me, so I got to stay at this right. one. Like, no, you you will be, you, uh, you will be. Like, also a great thing about it is when you gain weight and watch that total go up. That's actually a very fun thing in powerlifting when your total just goes up and you're able to lift weights that you didn't think you're able to because of your weight gain. Right. Uh, excuse me. Um. I mean, it's still daunting, though, mm-hmm. to move up a weight class because I'm, you know, I'm doing that right now. And you'd expect, or I expected, that if I gained weight, my numbers would go up. But it doesn't just happen that way. Yeah. You still have to put in all the work you put in before, and it still takes time. Like, building muscle takes time. And so I get it. I mean, it's it's hard to like accept that you need to move up a weight class. And especially if you have like, if you've defined yourself by that weight class, like some people put their weight class in their like 
username on Instagram. By the way, the worst move ever is doing that. The the the, wor- yeah. the absolute worst thing ever is doing that because I'm just going to start taking, like, I'm just going to start, like, getting the handles of, like, someone who I think is a tweener between a weight class and have to move up. And if they have their weight class in their handle, I'm just going to buy the one up above them or take it and be like, all right, I will sell this to you for $50. If you want your handle so bad, I'm going to sell it to you for $50. And I want to see what people will do because <laughs> Nico Flores is the one that comes to mind. Nico Flores, 74 kg, was said that is like, well, now you got to change your handle, dude. It's 83 kg now. <laughs> yeah, you better go take it before he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see all the lifters who have handles. That, that's gonna be. That's gonna be my side business in powerlifting. Is I'm gonna look at all the lifters who have their handles or their weight class in their handles and just either one below or one above. Just take it, own it, and then I will reach out to them. And be like, I am the guy who owns it, so you have to play ball with me and. You know, Venmo me some cash if you want this handle that bad. Because powerlifting handles and bios are like, that's, that's, I mean, it's worth its weight in a USAPL national gold sometimes. Can't take away a powerlifter's identity in their bios and their Instagram pages. No, it's important. So let's transition here, because I think we got some good conversation about the the weight classes. And I think... Mm -hmm. I, I, I think the, the conversation was expected from me. You know, like, it sucks for a 63 kilo. It definitely sucks for a 93 kilo man. I've heard their arguments, too. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, it's your weight class, just a single one. Um, yeah, I do have one more comment. Oh, yeah, get, get, continue. So there are certain episodes. Like, I think that weight class episode probably would have benefited, like, if you had a female on the episode. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I would say more 93 kilo men were really pissed off where 63 kilo women expressed their disinterest. 93 kilo men lost their goddamn minds. They were angry. Like they were legitimately angry. Like you're giving me this nice like uh, you know, I'm going to deal with it, and I know it sucks, and the disparity, and giving me facts. 93-kilo men were just like, fuck this. This sucks. Uh, the, the, the USAPL is going to suffer from this. There's no way I can get up to 100 kilos. I'm going to be fat if I do that, but there's no way I can cut. So that one. So I'm just saying with that, I don't know. Because I think a female would have gave me a pretty good, like a nice logical like viewpoint where, um, right. like, the other people who were mad about it were the men, and they were, they were, they were very upset about it. I, th- I would say they were more upset with it by the f- – more men DM'd me on Two White Lights and females about how upset they were. Way more. Like, it, it, was, it was astronomical. Maybe you needed a 93-man on there then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, I <laughs> – yeah, I mean, this is why, like, I I hate pandering. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate, like, doing things. But this is, is, like, you're on the show so I can talk about it. Where me and Steve, we have our hot takes. And it'll be, we don't want our hot takes to be, like, diluted because someone else is in the room. Like, we got to get our actual opinions out there because if we, if we, if they're changed a little bit, then it, like, kind of ruins the ruins the way we deliver our opinions, which is kind of why we did the podcast. It's deliver opinions. At the end of the day, it's your podcast, so yeah. you can do it to 
but you know like on episodes with um like raw nuts predictions mm-hmm. you know that might be good to have a female guest come in and because you know like i don't pay as much attention to like the men's lifting mm-hmm. um as the female lifting i'm sure you guys don't pay as much attention to like the females just naturally so you know it might be good to have are you are you interested in this role or or, or uh, is this like is this a, it's like I would love to do a raw ass prediction for females or are you are you gonna push it aside because we do have one idea for it um, okay. going forward because like we kind of yeah. want we don't want to mess with the sauce too much but um, Kiana yeah. Webb if you are listening Kiana Webb if you're like that person Kiana coming on the show and giving her predictions on the female weight class will be dynamite. Problem is, I never talked to Kiana before Raw Nationals in person. And I'm like, oh, yeah. she's fucking lit, and she's awesome, and she's actually a good speaker, and I actually give a lot of good insights on it. So you don't know what you don't know. But, yeah, I I, I mean, I would agree with that. I think more people on for that kind of, uh, for that kind of show would be good. Yeah. But Same with, like, any of the lifts. They could probably benefit from that too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I think when we get those raw and ass previews, uh, we're gonna have someone in on on that. But um, unless unless you have anything else about weight classes, because I don't know if you got everything off your chest or I said something that's dumb to you and you wanna you wanna refute it. No, I think that was pretty good. All right, sweet. Okay, so um, moving on to you as a lifter, because I said at, at the beginning of the show, I think one of the sports rising stars, especially on the female side, um, collegiate national champion, and then whenever you're a collegiate national champion or whenever you're putting up the total that you are, you know, you have to assume that you're going to build something there. Um, so talk me through it, like. How one describe your performance at Collegiate Nationals because we weren't able to really talk about that because uh, there was Collegiate Nationals has a ton of lifters there. Describe your performance there and then also transition that into Carolina primetime. Yeah, um, so I'd say Collegiate Nationals was my you know breakout meet. Um, it was probably the best meet I've done so far. Uh, going into the meet. I felt really strong, and that was actually the first meet I, or I guess the second, having a coach. Like for a few years, or for the first like three years of lifting, I just uh, coached myself, programmed myself. So um, now I've had a coach for over a year, um, and that helped a lot. But um, so I think collegiate nationals, I kind of went into it. Uh, knowing that there wouldn't be like a whole lot of uh, direct competition with me. So I think that helped me focus on um, just putting up the best numbers as I could and focusing on myself and not on others. And so actually right like a week before or two weeks before the meet, I like tweaked something in my back um, doing like a stiff leg deadlift. And so I was actually like spending my time at the hotel at the meet, like 
they had a really nice gym. So I was in there like hanging upside down, like trying to uh, loosen up my back. And um, my boyfriend, he, he comes to meets and he handles me. And he was like trying to massage my back and we were just doing everything we could to try to like make my back feel better. But um, so I actually went more conservative um, on my squat for that reason. I think I, I, I squatted like 363 um, and I think I had a little more there, but I, I played it safe. And mm-hmm. then bench, um, I benched like 215, I think. And I missed my second attempt and came back and got my third. That was pretty crazy because um, I actually don't know why I missed my second. I think it was just nerves. And yeah, because you, you came. I remember that was one of the big highlights. You coming back and hitting that for us, and that's like that's yeah. a that's I that's a very very difficult thing to do. Yeah, I never actually thought I'd be able to do that, so I was impressed. <laughs> by myself I I've seen people do it but I was like there's no way but I I did it and I think I just came into the third with more confidence and that was like the main thing like I'm going to get this and and then I did so and then deadlifts they'd been feeling great like all prep and um I just wanted to pull enough to get like the junior uh 57 record which was 424 and so it was a bit of a grind, but it was good. It came up, and um, I was I was happy with the meet overall. I mean, you, I I don't think it could have gone any better. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was definitely one of the breakthrough one of the breakthrough performances. Collegiate Nationals was that um, that that performance right there. And uh, so, did you do Collegiate Nationals in hopes of an IPF World spot? Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Um, that was kind of my goal, like for probably the last like two years, I was hoping to get in as a junior. So, so then I did get into IPF worlds, (laughs) you know, what happened with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, Well, actually, so like after that performance, um, I think, I think going back into a time machine in collegiate nationals would be a fun thing to do just to, like, figure out what powerlifters we're going to do next because there's tons of us pissed off at USAPL for the whole national situation. And then that actually led to some really good things, like people putting on the Carolina primetime and people putting on good meets that were equivalent to nationals but not quite nationals. I don't know if I ever talked to you about this, and we totally could have. It's just been such a long time. Did you do Carolina primetime? because of that or was that something you just wanted to do because uh, you had no interest in doing nationals because you were focused on junior nationals or what was what was what was your uh, thought process for doing that meet as opposed to nationals so I just I wanted to do junior nationals I didn't think I had the chance to like place um in raw nationals which in hindsight I did but um so I, I was focused on junior nationals and then Carolina primetime popped up and that's like literally like in my hometown, like 30 oh, minutes really? away. And okay. I was like, Oh, I can just do this meet. It'd be a fun meet, you know, instead of nationals. And, um, I don't have to travel, don't have to spend money. And so, uh, I just did that meet and I knew, like I, I had a feeling that 
between the three months between like collegiate nationals and uh, raw nationals that I wouldn't probably make up much ground. Like I probably wouldn't have built much strength. And I, Carolina primetime was um, just intended to be like a fun local meet that, you know, I could just show up, but I can never just like compete without taking it seriously. Like, like I, I say, you know, it's just a fun meet, but you know, I, I'm still competitive and I still want to do my best. So. Yeah. And, and the hype around that meet was there. Um, I was there commentating the meet yeah. and yeah, that was, I actually think the big storyline going into it was you and uh, Natalie Richards uh competing against each other and we were all very excited for that and it was a fantastic matchup between you two and it was like yeah it's like we are watching two top five even top make an argument for top three female lifters in the usapl right now and also like top five in the world too so i i, I was like it was it's a it's it's funny that you say that because i actually think if it was just a regular local meet it could have been, you know, yeah, of course you want to hit your numbers, but it could have been more on the fun side as opposed to the super ultra competitive side. Yeah. And that me kind of just forced people to be super ultra competitive. And uh, th- that's why I think the Carolina primetime was so awesome. And all these other meets that are co- like kind of springing up locally because they're actually sparking some sort of competitive uh, edge between lifters who would never get that at a local meet. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was an awesome meet and... I love that they're giving like local meets more of a national feel. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And they actually just had um, a novice meet at, at uh, Palmetto State. That was yesterday, right? Or Saturday. Yeah. When we air yeah. the episode, it's going to be Monday. But yeah, that was on uh, Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it looked like it turned out really, really good. So. Oh, yeah. They, they run good. I'm, I'm actually... I'm very happy that uh, I've seen this happen on the local level where, like, there's way, way, way more better meet directors on the local level than when I got started in powerlifting. Like, insurmountably better, and I think it's because young people are doing their own meets now. Like, they're just they're – they're starting their own businesses and getting more involved and using their wherewithal and their wits to actually put on a meet. And, like, that's one example with, uh, with Marshall and uh, Carolina that – I've seen, but now, like, we, we got it so much more now. We have it, we see it so much more on different levels, and I'm, I'm psyched about it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, but I mean, for Carolina Primetime, uh, the, so that meet, I think we said on the preview that there was a weight cut that you would have to make, and that was kind of like giving us a little bit of an indicator that Natalie might pull ahead. Was that something you were struggling with, like, the entire time, or was that like, I'm going to take this meat, but after this, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not cutting anymore. Um, so I guess like, I've never done meats so close together before. Okay. And with, with a weight cut, it's almost impossible to. Like, yeah, that was one thing we did bring up on Two White Lights, too, now that I remember. It was the, was the layoff and then the weight cut. Yeah. Like, ideally, I'd like to do two meets a year. I mean, when I'm cutting, when I have to cut two meets a year, and that's it. Like, yeah. That's all my body could take. Um, 
But uh, after like collegiate nationals, I kind of knew I was moving up a weight class. Um, and I just wanted to do this one last meet as uh, 57. And so, um, cause I, at that time, I guess I also was hoping worlds would happen and um, I wanted to lift at worlds as a 57. And so I had to kind of keep that weight class in my back pocket and, you know, not go too crazy. But I think like at the beginning of the summer, um, I was like, there's no way they're going to send juniors to Worlds. And I had people messaging me being like, they're not sending juniors to Worlds. And, I think at that yeah. point, we were like, they're not sending human beings to Worlds because it was in Belarus. And it was like, it was still during COVID kind of stuff too. So I just remember everyone being like, I don't think Worlds is happening. Like, I don't I don't see this taking place. And yeah, and then, you know, history happened, and, you know. Yeah, so I actually started gaining weight to go up to 63, and then, like, in the middle of the summer, I got an email that was like, hey, you're invited to Worlds, and I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) I have to cut back down, and so then I had to cut back down to 57, and then, well, not all the way, but I was on my way there, and then, you know, we got suspended, and so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was that was quite a year for I think junior lifters who qualified. Like if you could even got in, if you could even got in through the back door there, like like some of the lifters yeah. did through USVI. I yeah, that I don't envy. I mean, granted I would love to be in a position to be like an IPF Worlds lift up there cuz that would mean I would win nationals, right? But I don't envy the situation of not knowing what the hell's going to happen. And then you just see you get an invite for something that you didn't think was happening. And then you see lifters getting in through a country after where you were suspended. And he's like, wait, how do you even fucking do that? Who do I reach out for that? But you don't even know, like, how to do it. So I don't know. I I, uh, I would love to be in that position, but I don't envy the people in that position. Yeah, it was insane. But, like, the whole, like, USBI thing, like... You basically had like a 24 hour window of like, you know, you need to do this or, or you're not going to Worlds. And so I, it was just, I don't know. I, I did not, I honestly did not think that was going to work, like that they were actually going to lift for US Virgin Islands, but they did. So mm-hmm. that's awesome that it worked. But I was like, there's no way after, after all we've been through, like, there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, let's, uh, I guess we can talk about that too. So, I mean, with all of us being USAPL lifters and under the IPF umbrella, now it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. Where, well, where do you, because I, I mean, you already kind of said at the beginning of the show that you're planning on doing 67 and a half kilos. So it looks like the USAPL is there, but is there any desire to do powerlifting america or the other ipf affiliate or any other ipf affiliate to get you within the ipf worlds like what right, right now what are your future goals in competing because you're like most of us right now like it's hard to really come to a decision on what you want to do as a lifter mm-hmm. um i mean i plan to stay with usa powerlifting i think most of the people that are going, that are probably going to do like powerlifting America are people who have already been to worlds, it seems like. And they're already like top level lifters 
that have you know that go to worlds already i don't know i i think this pro series is going to be really cool and um that's like what i have my eyes on right now that's my next goal so um i actually like i was signed up for the virginia pro i was gonna ask you that i was like i could have swore something i because i mean even that roster like took fucking a lot of hits and a lot of gains and now i still don't know like who's like going to come and not who's not going to come but i yeah i could have swore yeah. i saw you on the roster yeah um so i decided to pull out just cuz i have i've been really busy and i just didn't want to like travel to virginia like mm. i'm planning a wedding and very um, nice Con- just got congratulations <laughs> Is that also wait? Did we break um, more news on two white lights? Or huh? did we break news on two <laughs> yeah, white lights? All right. Well, that's a first. That is a first on two white lights. We have a breaking news marriage that's happening in Celine Crumb's life. So congratulations to that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I just have a lot of stuff, and so I was like, I don't really, you know, need to do this meet, and I. Um, I'm signed up for the South Carolina State meet, which is like the weekend after the pro. Okay. But then, right after I pulled out of the pro, they announced they're giving us pro cards. Yeah. yeah like pro, the Virginia Pro Lifters pro cards. And I was like, well, that sucks because I just pulled out of it. So now I have to get a pro card, you know, the well, hard way. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I think uh, right now as it stands, you have to get top five in your weight class in order to do that, which, um, yeah, I – you know, it's funny. I think you could still, like, sign up for the Virginia Pro and just, like, do it. And just, like, yeah, just kind of sign up for it. Because, well, like, cause what I'm saying with the roster is the roster, what, who was invited, who said they were going to do it, you know, it's changed a ton. Like, it's it's been a whole, like, almost a mess, really, of, like, who was doing it, who's not doing it. But then I just saw recently, like, Daniel Clemens' name popped up on the Virginia Pro. And the invitation with him was open. He just didn't sign up for the meet till now. And you could have done that. Like, I didn't sign up for the meet until, like, five weeks out because I just – I'm I'm a master I, – I, I procrastinate a lot. So I just uh, – I, I just didn't do it, and then I signed up, and now I'm like, wait, is there going to be more? I was, like, talking uh, – when I'm doing the interview, I'm like, wait, is he going to sign up for the pro? Like, I don't know, like, how this is working out, but um, – yeah, I I knew I wasn't going crazy that you were you were slated to do the pro at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't know. I wasn't sure if I could sign back up. <laughs> at this point, you know, at least I have like yeah, just just leave it. Work <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, just at this point, leave it because I I, I actually think it's going to be better for people like. Not taking that, but certain people, like, even, I, I mean, we're going to go through the preview, but even, like, me, I'm, like, sitting there, I'm like, did I really need to take this meet? Like, I just wanted to kind of be a part of the meet, but now, like, how training's going and how I'm feeling, it's like, maybe we could have just took two meets this year. It doesn't really help me or hurt me in anything. But, you know, we do right. get the advantages of it. But it's it was it was a kind of a strange situation for me as well, where, like, part of me is like, you know, like, maybe this two meets a year would have been good, and then kind of, like, pick up the pieces and go. So... Hopefully, in the future, like, that will, will just work out for you. 
yeah, think it will. I think it will. I, the pro card, you're going to get it. Don't worry about it. You're, you're going to get a pro card. Also, they're thinking about ways to um, to kind of extend the pro card to you know other lifters. Um, are you out of the juniors or? I'm still a junior. Until okay. August. So I, they haven't announced yet. Like how pro is gonna work for juniors? So from I, mean, I, I from my understanding, um, I don't know. It's been announced yet, but I think the 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 push is trying to get like junior champions, like the winner of the juniors, like a pro card. So they'll have it like already, and then I think that's a fantastic idea. Incentivize junior nationals and collegiate nationals. If you win that, you get a pro card in your weight class. I think that will be – I mean, and also deserving, too. Like, if you win a weight class at juniors, then you should be rewarded for some way, and a pro card would be one of them. So um, I that's not 100% confirmed. I might have to talk to other people about that on how that's going to work. But they are looking to make junior and collegiate nationals something of, like, a pro meet. Okay, yeah, that's good. So, so then, what would be your kind of like your plan for this year? Then, if you're sticking in the USAPL route, like I know you're, you said you're doing the Carolina State Championships, but are you going to take a stab at collegiate nationals in March? Um, Arnold is in March too. Nationals is in June. Like for for actually for you because you have collegiate on there too. Like that's the decisions are going to have to be made. Yeah, well, I mean, I graduated, so I'm not collegiate anymore, but oh, okay. I'm still junior. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess they're still going to do, like, junior, collegiate combined. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, but I got I to check that, too. I got to check that for myself. Yeah, um, but, but I think I'm just going to do uh, raw nationals, give myself, like, a good amount of time to uh, gain some strength, and hopefully gain some a little bit of weight too, um, and compete at round nationals as a sixty-seven and a half. So. Well, yeah, you're a person who follows the sport pretty well, and I think I don't know. I could be making the wrong assumption here, but as far as you knowing other lifters, who would be, who would you think would be sixty-seven and a half kilos that you would really have to compete against? Because I don't know who's dropping and who's going up, like with that little gap there but do you have any i mean this is like almost your predictions if you will like who would actually be in that weight class with you um i guess like i think jen thompson will probably go up yeah Uh, sam calhoun she'd probably go up i would guess yeah um as far as juniors there's uh jordan uh yeah yeah, she is, like, a powerhouse, and I think she just deadlifted, like, 507, like, easy, like, yesterday. Yeah, well, that's but a funny thing she, about her deadlifts is, like, it's easy till it's not easy anymore. Like, yeah. that's what I saw at Midwest Primetime with her. It's, like, it's either the weight is moving at an RP7 or it just is budge off the ground. Like, in crazy, crazy efficient lifter. That's a person I think people, yeah, people are – uh People are kind of forgetting about too. That's the, if, as far as sixty-seven goes, that will be a yeah, that will be a really really good lifter to go up against. Yeah, I think um, she'll definitely uh, be one of the top lifters here soon. I I was wondering like she didn't do nationals last year, so I think she's just been like flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. But um, if she comes this year to nationals, I think she'll probably be on the podium. 
So. Yeah, I can um, see podium mm-hmm. position for her. Yeah, you're right. Who else? Uh, I think the the current 63 kilo uh, junior record holder is the powerful Peach. Can't oh yeah. Real name. It, from my understanding, yeah. which this is an assumption, I he might be dropping to 60. Really? Yeah, oh. but that is something that I heard through the grapevine. It is not confirmed. Yeah. So if I get this wrong, you guys can blame me. No one else. You can say, Angela, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot, and it's fine. But, yeah, that's what, that's what I heard. So that's that. That's actually, like, the – I don't know. I've been kind of nerding out over the past, like, week about, like, thinking about the weight classes and thinking about, like, how powerlifting is going to look. And this is one thing I like to do is just, like, who's going to drop, who's going to stay, and then when they actually do it, like, ooh, Wonder how they're going to do this, or wonder how they're going to fare there. Like I, I don't, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. But that's another person that people like kind of forgotten about because injuries kind of like really took her off track. Is Cameron because Cameron was like, I think she can get second at nationals, um, and I thought I really had her predicted as doing that until he had some unfortunate injuries on her end. Right. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, I. Just, you know, just moving into the 63 class, I'm probably not as familiar mm-hmm. as I was, like, you know, with the 57 class, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure how much, you know, these women have had to cut, so um, I don't know. Yep. It'll be interesting. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, especially with those weight classes. They often do have the most competitive kind of field. Uh, I think 63 in females – because uh, that's Leah Bavois' weight class, and then I like a supporting cast that, that is getting overlooked recently because Sam wasn't able to do IPF Worlds, uh, Kalora wasn't able to do IPF Worlds either, so it was kind of Leah Bavois' show. But then if you expand the weight class further, like that, that is an ultra ultra competitive weight class. And again, I I know Leah is IPF, and I obviously it's going to stick there. Uh, not the USAPL lifter. But, you know, just trying to think, like, because Leah has a huge weight cut. Often talks about how big it is, yes. I think that's, like, the big king of the lifts thing. It's, like, the weight class horror stories or whatever. I'm, like, well, maybe if she's feeling up to it one day, if IPF wouldn't ban her five years from Sunday, uh, if she wants to do a USAPL meet, because it's open to international lifters in maybe a year, she can be a 67.5 kilo lifter and not go through, like, this um, uh, apparently huge weight cut. So, I, like, that's one thing I'm curious about. She's so strong that she can just move up to 69 and have no problem at all. Like, I'm... I'm pretty sure that I she... think she did. I think I well not did, but I think her total was better than uh, Chandler at 63. I think she was yeah. two weight classes above as far as weight classes. Yeah, she's she's one of those lifters. Like she's an Amanda Lawrence type. She's a Heather Connor type who is so damn strong and so damn dominant that they go up in a weight class. But the 63s could possibly have, uh, as far as the IPF go route goes, it could possibly have like three or four lifters like that and. Um, in about two years' time, with Clora uh, up there as well. Uh, so, right. yeah, I'm, I'm. That is, it's always a weight class that has a lot of eyes on it, and uh, I think the 67 and a half kilo for USAPL um, when nationals rolls around might be all the eyes are on that weight class uh, as far as the females mm-hmm. go. So, um, excited to see that. 
It's excited to see what you're going to do as far as uh, competitions go. But also, I'm excited to finally get this lifter rating going. So we have our lifter rating, the return of the lifter ratings. I apologize to Brandon Petrie. I forgot to do that with you. By the way, the weirdest journalism, like, air ever. I ended up interviewing everyone from Carolina Primetime almost an entire year after Carolina Primetime happened. So... I'll work on that going forward and uh, getting interviews scheduled at the right time. But I'm like, Brandon Petrie, Celine Crum, hell, I'll just have Natalie Richards on next week. Fuck it. Let's this, this interview everyone from Carolina or the Carolina primetime. Yeah, there's so much going on like uh, during that time that I – I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I remember that week was pretty hectic for Two White Lights, especially because I had to compete. And then people were like, why isn't news coming from Two White Lights? I'm like, I'm literally on the fucking platform. I can't get news out for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm I just like, I'm like, the king of the lives beat me on the rankings. Yeah, I was part of the rankings. So that's why I couldn't get word out. But yeah, very, very hectic time in powerlifting uh, for a lot of people. But yeah, I'm glad I'm finally back to circle base with all the people from Carolina Primetime. This is uh, this is nice. But lifter rating, you guys all know the rules. Uh, one from 99, squat, bench, and deadlift. Then we come up with an overall. Celine, where do you rank yourself on squat? So is this like from the 57 point of view or the 63? You've only, you've only competed at 57, right? Yeah. Okay, so not an official sixty-three kilo competition. Okay, so let's just do let's just do fifty-sevens because we don't have data yet for that. Okay. Um, I guess squat would be like a ninety-two. Okay. And I'd I'd give it a little bit more, but um. I did have one meet where I almost bombed out almost exactly a year ago. Well, (laughs) well, well, hold on. Now, I'm going to go back and look at a certain lifter uh, who gave himself a lifter rating. You guys might know him. His name is Russ Orhe. Uh, He almost bombed out of a meet, and he's got a pretty damn good squat still. So... 99. So, yeah, I had to check that. I seriously had to check that. Yeah. So, I, I, I think if you're still hitting the numbers on the platform, it doesn't matter if you're almost bombing out or not. As long as you get that one, like Russ did, then, uh, then you're, you're a 99 squatter. But uh, 92, I would, I, would, I would say fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that then. Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not Russ or he level, so. <laughs> okay. How about bench? Um, bench, I'll say, I don't know, that's hard. I guess like 91. Okay. I think, I think bench will probably get a little better uh, without having to do weight cuts. Um, Yeah. That's what takes like the biggest hit. That's what I've heard. I still take a hit on bench without weight cutting, so... That day is going to get fun where I gain weight and then still suck at bench. So, yeah. But 91 on bench. All right. How about deadlift? Uh, I'll say like 94. 94? 
I would say that's kind of the uh, the the lift you excel at the most. So I would agree with ninety four there. So, all right. Also, ability to grind a deadlift at Kalita Nationals was quite was was about a ninety seven ninety eight. If I've ever saw one, one of the uh, one of our one of our coveted two white lights lifted a weeks was uh, that last pull. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a really really gutsy pull. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just how I deadlift. It's always a bit of a grind. So. Yeah, you're you you go conventional, right? Yeah. 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 So conventional deadlift. Yeah, conventional deadlifters. Like I have yet. I think Russ might be the smoothest conventional deadlifter I've seen in powerlifting. Um, okay. trying to think of someone else like in competition, I can't really. Uh, unless you count like unless you count Jesus Oliveras, super heavies really don't sumo. So he has a very nice conventional deadlift. He's pretty much forced to, but yeah, I would um, I would I would I would say for the most part, most most have to grind a, a deadlift out. Mm-hmm. All right, so your overall would be for the collegiate national champ. If I could work my phone really quick and actually understand how to do math. All right, that gives you a 92. 92 overall. Now, we have to, we still have to put this because Steve is a numbers guy. He has a final say on this. I might put you two in a group chat. You could battle out together. We have a 92 overall. Congratulations. You have a lifter card. You have a lifter rating on two white lights. A highly coveted. I mean, might as well put this in your mantle as the most coveted thing. You throw, throw away the collegiate, the collegiate nationals medal. I'll include it on my resume. Do it, do it. Um, and also, if you want me to, if you want to put me on your list of references, and only thing I would say if they call me, it's like, well, she has a ninety-two lifter rating on two white lights, and they're like, what the hell is that? Be like, subscribe, like, like, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and of course, twowhitelights.com. That's what I'll tell them. You, you'll get the job. You'll get the job if I, that happens. Yeah. All right. Well, Celine. It has been fantastic talking to you. Thank you for coming on Two White Lights. Also, thank you especially for coming on and actually like arguing and uh, coming on to like explain your point. I, I don't think a lot of people like doing that, and it takes courage to do that as well. So, thank you on behalf of Two White Lights to you for actually doing that, and also just thank you for coming on Two White Lights because you're a fantastic lifter, and I'm very excited to see what the future has for you. Thanks for inviting me. I've always wanted to be on the show, so I'm excited. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on. We are going to give a finish shout outs. Oh yeah, for sure. I have not, I have, yeah, again, I've, I forgot how I do my own interviews, but yes, make your (laughs) shout outs. Um, I want to give a shout out to my coach, Dawson Wyndham. Former Um, guest of Two White Lights as well. Yes. Um, I want to shout out to my boyfriend, fiance, actually. Yeah, I was about to say, um, I'm like, that's more than a boyfriend at this point. Connor Salt, he handles me and all my weeks. So, um, and I also want to give a shout out to uh, TriFit Barbell in Malden, South Carolina. That's where I lift. So, there you go. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure those shout outs will be appreciated. And 
We are going to wrap up Two White Lights. Uh, we have an episode coming next week, probably our Virginia Pro preview. So get ready for that. We are just about two weeks away, or a little less than a week, or two weeks away. So get ready for a preview show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. I had on the program defending reigning collegiate national champion in the 57-kilo weight class, Celine Crum, and we had a disagreement that we hashed out and solved on Two White Lights. Well, I don't know solved. I think we both still have our disagreements, but I knew with the last episode regarding the weight classes, um, I was going to upset a few um, and also get into a lot of arguments with people. And Celine was kind enough to come on the show and give her take on it because she is one of the females who was affected by the weight class change. She is in the 63-kilo weight class, formerly 57, and it kind of puts 63-kilo women in a weird position. So she gave her thoughts on it, and I always think that's good to just have someone on the opposing viewpoint come on the show and actually discuss it. So we went to a nice back and forth there. Um, I, I I still have my opinions. She still has her opinions. But also we get into her as just a lifter because she is a really, really, really good lifter. Uh, one of the best female lifters in the world right now and continuously rising young lifter who is making a lot of progress in the sport. And we talk about that. We talk about a performance at Collegiate Nationals. We talk about that leading to Carolina Primetime, which I apparently just – waited like almost an entire year to get the people from Carolina primetime on two white lights. But here we are. Um, we, we had Petrie last week's link from this week and, uh, she also gave a lifter rating. So fantastic. I also thank her for coming on a show and arguing with me. It's not an easy thing to do to come on a podcast and just, you know, uh, have a viewpoint that might not be shared with a bunch of people. Um, but she did it, and I'm very happy that she did. I'm very happy she's on the show. But before we get into this episode, I want to talk to you guys about Left Floor Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leftfloorbros.com, follow them on Instagram, and get the best apparel in powerlifting. I am currently wearing their socks. Their socks are probably the best deadlifting socks in powerlifting because they're unique. But also, they have so many other good t-shirt designs. They even got joggers. They got hats. They got everything at Left Floor Bros. I can't wear a different Left Floor Bros shirt every single day of the week, and I'll look fantastic. My girlfriend can't keep her hands off me when I'm wearing Left Floor Bros merchandise. I'm not exaggerating by that, by the way. The joggers were just like, chef's kiss amazing. So use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money on Left Floor Bros merchandise. You can wear it on the platform. You can wear it in the gym. You can wear it outside the gym. LeftFloorBros.com. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. Also... They have two white lights merchandise on leftfloorbros.com too. So the best powerlifting website and apparel company is even better because they have the best powerlifting podcast merchandise on leftfloorbros.com too. Even if you go to twowhitelights.com, hit that shop link, you will go directly to Left Floor Bros. And we have a lot of merchandise ourselves designed by the one and only CB Leffler too. So if you love Left Floor Bros merchandise, two white lights merchandise is pretty much the same thing because the designs are fantastic. And we got multiple designs too. So make sure to check those out. Use it. Same promo code, fill your shopping cart up with Left Floor Bros and Two White Lights merch, and save yourself some money by using that discount code 2WL15. Also, make sure you're going on lift.net and get yourself some stoic gear. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It's the only thing I wear, and also, it's affordable too. It's the most affordable powerlifting equipment on the market. Use promo code ANGELO10. 
and it will be more affordable for you. Stoic Gear has the best singlets, wrist wraps, knee sleeves. I absolutely love them. The team is growing as well. It is growing in powerlifting. It's IPF approved. It's got everything you want. Also, it's affordable. You're not just paying for a logo. You're paying for the quality. Use promo code ANGELO10 to get yourself some Stoic Gear. Also, get some Notorious Lift No Slip Grip Slippers. Go on their website. Follow them on Instagram, sign up for the newsletter, and get yourself some slippers. They are the best deadlift slippers for two reasons. One, performance. Two, looks. You want to look good while you're deadlifting good. It's just a shame if you have like a 700-pound deadlift and you don't look fantastic doing it. Notorious Lift slippers will get you there. They have so many different colorways, so many different designs that you're going to look fantastic on the platform in the gym. Also, use promo code ANGE15 to save yourself some money. They have a discount code now, ANGE15, that's A-N-G-15, to save yourself some money. You do not want to miss out on these drops because they have so many different drops. They sell out so, so, so quick. And Black Friday is coming up. They're having their best sellers. So be sure on Black Friday when you're listening to this, on Black Friday, promo code ANG15 on Notorious Lift to get some of those best sellers. Also, make sure you're subscribing on Spotify. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Five-star rating. Leave a review as well. I thank you for everyone who's left a review. It's It really means a lot, and I enjoy seeing what people had to say about Two White Lights. Also, subscribe on twowhitelights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Ooh, baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Ooh, baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who take? 